Growth for the sake of growth is dead. Establishing habits because you heard it on a podcast, that's not a good enough reason, right? Just because you hear that I do something or you hear that Tim Ferriss does something or you hear that Joe Rogan or Oprah Winfrey or Marie Forleo or Seth Godin, I mean, you can name any number of people just because they do something doesn't mean that you should do that thing. You are an individual. So start acting like an individual. But the way that we do that is we have to start with identity. One of the principles that I believe is that bad habits are rooted in what you do. Good habits are rooted in who you are. Well, hey there, if we have not yet met, my name is Alex Judd. I'm the founder of Path for Growth, and this is the Path for Growth podcast. Now, as a business, we exist to help impact-driven leaders step into who they are created to be, so that others may benefit and God may be glorified. And this podcast is just another iteration of how that mission comes to life. Now, I want to start today with two truths and a trend that pertain directly to the lesson that we're going to walk through. These are two truths that are factual about myself and about you, and then a trend that isn't necessarily absolute truth, but it is something that I've noticed. It's a pattern, and I believe where there's a pattern, there's often a principle. So let's start with truth number one. The person that you become is the result of what you repeatedly do. I'm going to say it again. The person that you become is the result of what you repeatedly do. You are a product of your habits. You are a product of your routines. And so if you want to know the person that you're going to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, look at the things that you do every single day. Because your habits, the things that you do routinely, repeatedly, and regularly, those are either creating you into more of the person that you are called and desiring to be or less of it, but your habits are not neutral. So the truth that I want you to hear at the outset is that the person that you become is the result of what you repeatedly do. Truth number two, you never have to recover from a strong start. (laughs) This is something that my mentor and friend Dan always says at the beginning of a project or an initiative, and certainly it applies to your day as well, that if you start strong by nature, you're starting with strength so you don't have to recover. Now, if we start weak, then we have to recover and get things turned around. Now, certainly if we start strong, it's, it's difficult, it's challenging to sustain strength, but thankfully we're not starting from a position where we immediately have to recover. So the truth that I want you to hear is There's so much value to starting anything you do strong because, again, the principle, the truth is that you never have to recover from a strong start. Now let's go to the trend. Now, I I say that this isn't necessarily a truth, but it is a trend simply because I can find occasions and examples in my life where what I'm about to tell you isn't absolutely true. But as a pattern, as a trend, it certainly leans this way. As goes your morning, so goes your day. I'm going to say it again. It's a trend. As goes your morning, so goes your day. Now, probably like you, I I can think of examples where I had a really crummy morning, but somehow I figured out how to turn it around right? And and sometimes that occurs for us, right? It's not like because we have a bad morning, we've written ourselves off to having a miserable, horrible, reactive, uncentered day. But more often than not, what I have noticed in my life, in the lives of my friends, in the lives of the people that I get to work with, in the lives of the impact-driven leaders that we serve, 
If our morning is reactive and uncentered and unhealthy, our day is reactive and uncentered and unhealthy. It's not all the time. It's not absolute truth, but it is a trend. And so we should pay attention to that. And so I guess what I want you to hear here at the outset of today's podcast that is really going to be about maximizing your morning because of the ripple effect that it has into the rest of your day is that the morning is the kingpin. Think about bowling for a second. Now, <laughs> I'm I'm not a wonderful bowler. It's it's kind of one of those things where my bowling record is just remarkably inconsistent. Maybe you can relate to this, and this is how you know I'm an incredible amateur whenever I go bowling. Like there's times where I go bowling, and it's like, oh my gosh, where did that version of Alex come from? Why can't that version of Alex come bowling every time? Because it's like, man, you were just on fire. And then there are some times where it's like it doesn't even look like I'm trying to hit the pins. It legitimately looks like I'm going for the gutter, right? Like it would be better if we just put the bumpers up because it's such a sad display of affairs. So I'm remarkably inconsistent, but let's just think about bowling for a second. The kingpin is that front pin that if we hit it, it has a pretty high likelihood of hitting down everything else. Like it would almost be insanely difficult to hit just the kingpin down, just that front pin down. Conversely, the corner pin right? If we hit that, it's almost extremely difficult for that to affect other things. So that side pin, the one in the corner right by the gutter, that's kind of like 7 p.m. Now, certainly 7 p.m. is really, really important, but 7 p.m. doesn't determine the other hours of your day. It doesn't have ramifications or a ripple effect for the other hours of your day. Conversely, the hours of 5 to probably 7 a.m., that's the kingpin. And if you can hit the kingpin down with absolute force, absolute brute strength, and just absolutely put all of your energy, time, focus, effort into crushing that kingpin... It's crazy the ramifications it has for everything else you do. And I know that this is true because it fits in with what we teach at Path for Growth with regard to high return habits. Anytime I start working with someone in a one-on-one context, one of the things that I like to get my head wrapped around is what are the areas that they're desiring to personally grow and how do we position them as an impact-driven leader to bring healthy growth personally to their business organizationally. And so one of the questions that I like to ask is, I want you to think of a high return habit. And what I mean by this is I want you to think of a habit that if you were to do it every single day, it would have ramifications, benefits, and blessings for the rest of your day, and it would pour over into the other areas of your life that are seemingly unrelated. That's the question that I ask them. And I'll tell you, I've done this with lots of people now, and every single person without fail talks about doing something in the morning. That's because this is not some mythical thing. It's not some mystical thing. We just understand principally that it's like, man, something happens whenever we get the morning right. 
And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about getting the morning right, because this is truly something that whenever I unlocked it for myself and whenever I started establishing habits and routines and rhythms to build upon, to set the tone for my days, well, my days start going better. And if you stack enough good days together, well, then you start having good months. You stack enough good months together, you start having good years. And then the compounding value of good days into good months into good years creates you into a person that you were not before. That's what healthy, life-giving, sustainable growth looks like. It doesn't look like these dramatic, grand actions that you do for three months at a time. It looks like the things that you do every single day over an extended period of time. Now, before we jump into the actual tactics of all this, I would say that you could perceive this as a personal growth lesson. And of course, it is dealing in the arena and topic of personal growth. But I would challenge you to understand that this is equally a leadership lesson. It's crazy to me that we even divorce the two, quite frankly. Because here's what I know to be true, and this is a a foundational principle at Path for Growth. If you are not personally growing, there is no way you are effectively leading. Maybe for a season, maybe temporarily, but I know this to be true. If you as a person, if you as a leader are not personally growing in a way that is healthy, in a way that is life-giving, in a way that is sustainable, there is no way you are effectively leading. So I want you to be positioned in a place where you can stop reacting and start leading where you can come at the day from a posture of strength instead of a posture of insecurity, where you can be centered as a leader instead of scattered as a leader. And I believe that if we're going to do that, we have to think about our footing. We have to think about our foundation. And too often our foundation, which is our morning, is faulty. And I want your footing to be firm. So I want to talk about your morning, but anytime we do something at Path for Growth, I really just believe that we should be speaking not from what we believe in theory or not from what we believe is just a nice idea. I want to speak to you from a posture of practice. One of our core values at Path for Growth is the concept of alignment. We have resolved as a business, we are not just going to give a message. We are going to live the message that we give. And so I want to share from you just from the context of my morning routine, not because my morning routine is the end all be all perfect one, but I want to share with you my morning routine and in doing so extract the principles that have been incredibly powerful for me and then talk with you about how you can take those principles and craft and create a morning routine that makes you you into more of the person that you are called to be. And that's where we need to start. Recognize this. Vision is who you are called to be. And out of who you are called to be comes the things that you're going to do. So often we think about the vision for our morning or the vision for our day or the vision for our year. And we start with the things that we're going to do. You are a human being, not a human doing. So start with the person that you are called to be. What do you want your morning to be characterized by? What do you as a person want to be characterized by? And whenever I think about that for myself, I I say, well, I want to be characterized as a person by the words truth and energy and vitality and health and steadiness and faith and productivity and generosity. 
And so if I want those things to be true, well, then it would be wise for me to craft a morning routine that is characterized by truth and energy and health and steadiness and faith and productivity and generosity. Here's why this is so important. Growth for the sake of growth is dead. Establishing habits because you heard it on a podcast First of all, you won't sustain those habits. And second of all, that's not a high enough purpose. That's not a good enough reason, right? Just because you hear that I do something or you hear that Tim Ferriss does something or you hear that Joe Rogan or Oprah Winfrey or Marie Forleo or Seth Godin or, I mean, you can name any number of people just because they do something doesn't mean that you should do that thing. You are an individual, So start acting like an individual. But the way that we do that is we have to start with identity. One of the principles that I believe is that bad habits are rooted in what you do. Good habits are rooted in who you are. So who are you called to be? For me, it's truth, energy, health, steadiness, faith, productivity, generosity. I want my morning to be characterized by those things. And out of those characteristics is going to come some pretty profound and practical habits. But the first question that I'm going to ask you is what are those characteristics? What do you want your morning to be characterized by? So from there, we jump into the habits. Out of the person that you're called to be, out of the morning that you're called to have, what it's characterized by, we're going to define what are the things that you are called to do. And now inevitably, a conversation about your morning routine has to start with a conversation about what time you're waking up. (laughs) And this is where people start to get a little bit uncomfortable. And here's the deal. So much of the morning routine content that's out there, especially in the personal growth world, you just get this image in your head of someone that like the person that's talking about it, they just give you this image that in their head that's just like, Man, I just literally hop out of bed and I'm just thrilled to be awake and life comes to me immediately and I don't even struggle to wake up and I I don't even want to stay under the covers and I just run out and I'm just so excited for the day and I immediately have 100% energy. I'll tell you, I mean, if that's true for those guys, that's great. That's not me. I, uh, I love my bed. It's so comfortable It's so warm. I love sleeping in the cold strictly because it makes my bed so warm and I'm under all these covers. It's just like, it's it's, it's so comfortable, right? And and anyone that tells me they don't like their bed, I I either think that they have an issue with relaxing or they're lying, one of the two, because it's like, or you need to get a new mattress. I mean, come on, like it's so comfortable and it feels so good. And yes, every single morning when I wake up, The temptation to hit snooze is there without a shadow of a doubt. And at the same time, the beautiful thing is, is that you and I have a choice. Even at 5 a.m., even at 6 a.m., you have a choice. Are you going to succumb to comfort or are you going to pursue growth? Now, before we move on, here's what I'll tell you. If you're not getting eight hours of sleep... You don't need to be saying, oh, I I just need to be less comfortable. I just need to pursue growth, right? Like science tells us that eight hours of sleep is the recommended amount, probably between seven and eight hours, right? 
And so if you're in that range, golden, you need to be getting out of bed. Come on, it's time to hustle. If you're not in that range, here's what you need to do. You need to go to bed earlier. So often we spend all this time focusing on your wake up routine. And what we really should be focusing on is your go to bed routine. It is so, so, so crucial that we turn off the screens at night, that we put our phone away, that we start to tone down our mind, tone down our body, that we stop drinking caffeine after 2 or 3 p.m. or earlier if you need to, and that we set ourselves up to not put ourselves in a position of unhealth because we're waking up early. I want the fact that you're waking up early to be an incredible source of vitality, but if you're not getting enough sleep, it can't do that. And why would you diminish your creative thinking ability by sacrificing your sleep? Now, I'll be the first to say that I'm not currently married and I don't have kids. So I know that the the route that I'm talking about right now, um, it, it is way more demanding for some of you than it is for me. So I'm not telling you you should strive for perfection here. I'm just telling you, do your best. Do your best with what you have when you can. That's what we're looking for here. But what is the proper wake-up time? I'm not going to tell you a proper time. What I, what I think you should think about is what for me represents optimal struggle that I want to engage with. What for me represents optimal struggle that I am willing to engage with? For me, optimal struggle, which means I don't hit it every time, but when I'm at my best, I get into a rhythm where I'm doing this every single morning back to back except for Sundays. It's, it's right around 4.45 a.m. That's for me. It doesn't have to be that for you. It could be 5.45 a.m. It could be 6.45 a.m. But what represents for you optimal struggle where it's like, man, I am pushing myself. But you know what? That discomfort, that's just an incredible sign that I'm growing. So what is the optimal level of struggle that you are willing to engage in? This can't be my decision. This has to be your decision. But here's the powerful part, consistency. So once you decide on something, you need to be consistent with it, which means, as we've already discussed, you need to be consistent with your bedtime too. So what can you consistently commit to? Consistency is key whenever it comes to your morning. So like I said, my home run morning, right? What I like to do is is that 4.45 a.m. time area. And there are some mornings where I like to shake it up and I like to go for a run or go to the gym right away. Um, But but what I'm going to lay out for you now is is what I do most mornings when I don't go to the gym or go for a run. And it's just the, the series of activities, the series of habits that I do every single day when I'm operating at my absolute best. Now, Remember, I'm saying when I operate at my absolute best, I'm not perfect at this, but I would say probably now to 80, 80 to 90% is where I'm hitting right now. So the first thing I would say is that the alarm goes off. Now, this is crucial. The alarm does not go off on my phone. The alarm goes off on the alarm clock that's in my room. I have an alarm clock in my room that was probably created in like 1991 or something. It's, I mean, it's old, right? Because who has an alarm clock now? But it goes off and it's typically turned to either the Christian radio station or the classical music radio station. And that's actually kind of fun because it means I hear something new every single morning, right? It's it's playing something different. And and my phone is in the living room, right? My phone doesn't, doesn't come into the bedroom with me because that's not helpful, right? Because that increases opportunity 
opportunities for procrastination. That increases opportunities for me to hop on Facebook or email the first moment that I wake up. And so I don't want that to occur. So I don't even make it an option, right? And so the alarm goes off on the alarm clock. 445 ish. And then on my best days, I don't hit snooze. I get going, right? And so here's what this looks like. I start the morning with something that I consider a personal manifesto. It has my core values and my mission and has some truths and Bible verses that I just consider really, really close to me personally and are really important for me to say to myself every single morning to affirm and set the tone for the day that is ahead. So what is the principle there? Well, I said that I wanted to be a person of truth, right? And I wanted to be a person that was filled with energy. And whenever I say those things in the morning, sometimes I don't say them with a great deal of energy because I'm exhausted. But when I say them, it starts to establish the tone of truth for my morning and therefore for my day. From there, I get out of bed and I hit go on the coffee maker, right? I make the coffee and I hit go. And then I come back to my room. And whenever I come back to my room, I do 15 burpees or 40 push-ups, right? And here's the principle here. Don't think I'm crazy. The principle here is that when you open up your physiology, you start to open up your mind. This is so important for you to understand is that if you want to wallow throughout your morning, going through the motions, feeling like Eeyore, then don't do this. But if you want to attack your day, if you want to engage with the routines that you have in front of you and do those routines with life and with vitality, do something to get your blood pumping. I'm telling you, this is something that I've established in the past couple of years, and it, it has changed things because truly your physiology has such an important uh, ramification for everything else you do. And if you don't open up your body, which is this bag of meat and bones and water that you've been given, if you don't get that thing moving, then man, your mind's going to be slow. And so that's what I do. I do those 15 burpees or 40 push-ups, and then I get up and I make my bed. And the principle behind making your bed is start each day with a task completed. If you haven't seen the Admiral McRaven speech on making your bed, we've talked about it so many times on this podcast. We just need to try having him as a guest. We'll put the link in the show notes. But that's the whole principle behind that speech is start each day with a task completed. And so I make my bed. And then from there, I go and drink 32 ounces of water. Again, not just because I want to drink water, but because I want to be a person of health and vitality. So I grab a Nalgene, fill it with water, and then bring it down. And then the reward for drinking water, this is important. The reward for drinking water is then I get to drink some coffee. And oh man, I love coffee. I do not miss my coffee. And I'll I'll be honest with you. I probably drink an unhealthy amount of coffee. But, you know, it's one of those areas where I've just said, I'm not going to work on that quite yet. I'll be honest with you there because I just, I love drinking coffee and, and it's not even just the caffeine boost, right? And the caffeine boost is great, but it's also just, I, I love the nostalgia of having something warm and bitter and dark. It's just so good. From there, um, I personally light a candle because for me that feels like a ritual and I start to get in this mode where I feel like a monk, which is absolutely awesome. And then I I typically just journal in a notebook to start getting my mind right. And for me, here's, here's what that looks like. I essentially write prayers, right? And I say, God, open my heart, open my mind, open my eyes, open my ears. God, I want to, I want to hear and see and feel what you have to reveal to me today. 
and, and I, I, I really honestly ask for my mind not to be scattered and for myself not to be distracted in this time, because this is one of those times where distraction can really destroy and deviate your morning. And if it deviates your morning, it has the ability to deviate your day. And so I want to be focused and I want to be in tune and attentive. And then from there, I'll typically read, right now I'm reading a devotion, which is just a quick devotional by Tim Keller. Uh, It's on the book of Psalms, and we'll put the link to that in the show notes. But it's something to, again, start centering yourself on truth and start to have your thoughts filled with things that are higher than the temporary. So whether you're a Christian or not, that, that's your call. And I'm never going to tell you what to believe, but I'm also not going to ignore what I believe, right? And so what I want you to have, though, is to start centering your thoughts on things that are higher than the temporary. And so you figure out the method for how you do that. From there, I go to 10 minutes of meditation and prayer. And so typically I'll set a 10-minute timer on my phone and I'll just sit there and I'll typically start with some square breathing. So breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four hold for four, breathe in for four. And it's just like a square and you picture a square in your mind. And then my mind will inevitably go to like, God, what do you want to tell me today? So often we jump straight into prayer without first listening. And again, your beliefs may be different than mine, but what I will tell you is that if you are not making yourself available by silencing and bringing stillness to your soul, regardless of what you believe, you are missing out. There are truly times now, whenever I get really good at this, where within 10 minutes, I can start with my breathing and then I can settle my soul and settle my mind. And I'll start meditating on these truths and I will have tears in my eyes by the end of it. And I'm not, I'm not a massive crier, right? If you know me, I mean, it's honestly pretty hard to get there, but, but it, it's because a lot of times we're moving so fast that we often sacrifice our ability to be still. And whenever we actually do become still, we have truths and revelations and realities revealed to us that are like real all the time, we are just not living in accordance with them or we are not living in recognition of them. Now think about if you add a bunch of days together where you are not living in recognition of those realities that are existent regardless of whether you're choosing to attend to them or not, that could crush you. And so a big part of this is honestly just me saying like, God, what do you have to reveal to me today? One of the questions that Jordan Peterson talks about that is just a fantastic meditation question is, where am I being stupid right now? (laughs) I'll, I'll tell you, I never don't have an answer to that question. Like I always find an answer to that question, but find a rhythm for bringing stillness and peace to your soul. Because again, I said that I wanted my morning to be characterized by peace And so this is the method through how I do that. From there, I go to the Bible and I spend some time studying the Bible. And I'll I'll typically truly study when I'm at my best and I'll take notes on it and, and, uh, and really think about like, okay, what are these words trying to say? And sometimes I'll read different versions of it and, and I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll go verse like word by word in a verse, but I mean, probably for no more than 20 minutes, but here's the deal. You owe it to yourself to study something that has stood the test of time. So your call, if you want to make this the Bible, okay? I, I mean, the Bible, it, it is a remarkable, remarkable book. 
regardless of what you believe, the fact that it has lasted over two, I mean, thousands of years, thousands of years, this has stood the test of time. And there are still billions of people that look to it and say, that is the truth that aligns most with my life's experience. That is crazy, right? So even if you're just looking at it by saying, man, this is culturally clearly very significant, then look at it through that lens. But but if you can't wrap your head around the Bible, that's fine. Look at something related to Stoicism. This is what's so cool about Stoicism that's been um, really popular lately, largely made popular by Ryan Holiday and some other historians that have really started to publicize what Stoicism is, is those are principles and thoughts that have stood the test of thousands of years. And I think so often today we we think we need to read the bestseller. And in reality, we should be spending more time with the things that are time tested, that have truly stood the test of time. And so for me, that's the Bible. And I want to learn about these principles. I want to learn about these truths. I want to learn about what I believe to be God. And I want to learn about his character because that's going to hopefully have a ripple effect into my life. And also, you know, what do they always say about the Bible? You think you're reading the Bible and in reality, it's reading you, right? I My experience with that document is that it is the living word of God. And it has the ability to cut into my situation, into my circumstance, into my soul, unlike anything else. I've ever read. So that's why I choose the Bible. And, and it's just fascinating. And so spend some time saying that, and then I'll pull up commentaries on, um, online. I go to biblehub.com and, and just read just different historians, theologians talk about this. And if you just search in the verse and then type in commentary on Bible hub, um, it, it'll pull it up and just fascinating to read how literally it, it, people, reference things that's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this word in Hebrew is this, and this is what that actually means. And it gives you so much more contextual awareness. But here's what's important. Every time I pull up the commentary, that's when I make my oatmeal, right? And so again, um, part of the science of habits is also having rewards tied into these habits. And so truly I will read the Bible. Then once I'm done reading the Bible, I will pause, make my oatmeal because that's the reward, right? For eating the Bible. And I think there's probably something attached to the fact that I put honey on my oatmeal, right? And so it's a little bit of sugar, right? That gets my brain lit up, right? Says that tastes good. And then I jump into the commentaries, right? And this is every morning when I'm at my best, right? And, and it's just that routine um, centers me. It anchors me. And, and then from there, literally, I finish reading the commentary. I finish uh, eating my oatmeal. I finished probably like my third or fourth cup of coffee. I wish I was joking, but I'm not. And then I jump into my morning meeting, which now, and I'm so excited to introduce him to you. We've hired a new COO. Uh, we're going to have him on the podcast soon. Um, and he and I jump in and we talk about what is one word that describes how we're feeling about the day ahead. And then we jump into what are the top three things we are working on or want to accomplish that day. So, I know that's a lot of information about my routine, but I helped. I, I hope what you're taking from that is that it has been outrageously beneficial for me to think about, okay, who's the person that I'm called to be? The, if I'm going to create that person, what should be, what should my morning be characterized as? And I said, truth, energy, health, steadiness, faith, productivity, generosity, right? I said, I want it to be characterized by those things. Okay. And so then I, I jump into the 
habits and activities that will make me into more of that person. Now, I'm telling you my routine, not because it should be your routine. I think that there's things in here that I would love for you to copy and paste and just say, man, I'm going to start doing 15 burpees every morning. That's awesome. But if that's not you, if that's not who you're called to be, don't go do that because that's my thing. But here's what I want you to think about. Who is the person that you are called to be? In, in awareness of that, what are the words that should characterize your morning? How should you be able to describe your morning and the tone that it's setting? And then from there, what are the habits that will create those characteristics? Because if you can do it in the morning, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And as we've said, you stack enough days together, you get some weeks. You stack enough weeks together, you get some months. You stack enough months together, you get some years. And the compounding effect of doing things that are healthy, life-giving, and sustainable every single day, it will magnify and transform the person that you are. But here's what get, gets me so excited is this isn't growth for the sake of growth. This isn't selfish improvement. This is you stepping into the leader that you are called to be so that others may benefit. Because if you get to 7.30 in the morning and you have truly lived a routine that is set on making you someone that is faithful, energetic, that has vitality, that has faith to bring to the workplace, that has excitement for what you're doing, that has positivity, that has been centered and anchored in truth. If you're bringing that person to 7.30 a.m., you are infinitely and exponentially more equipped to serve people well. And there's a word for that. It's called leadership. That's why this is so important. You never have to recover from a strong start. The final thing that I will say is that you need to make sure that you're not expecting perfection from yourself because like, that's what I've noticed. I, I will make scoreboards and I will just hustle and grind to knock out the routine that I've told you about. And I do get it a lot of the time now, which is awesome. But what I've recognized, I will never be perfect and I'm not even supposed to be perfect. So I need to stop expecting that from myself. What I can expect from myself is excellence and commitment. And, and here's the thing that is um, unique about excellence and commitment. Excellence and commitment are not focused on perfection. They're focused on the rate of recovery. Whenever you do fall, you're going to fall. There's going to be mornings where the snooze button wins. There's going to be mornings where the bed is too comfortable. There's going to be mornings where you start looking at your phone too early and that deviates you. And the reason why I know that is because that happens to me, right? There's mornings where I just get off and it's like, dad gum, I, I teach this stuff and it just got away from me. And what I've learned to focus on is not dwell on the failure of that morning, but rather to focus on the rate of my recovery, Impact-driven leaders are committed to doing whatever it takes to shorten the length of time it takes to recover. So for me, a lot of times that looks like reaching out to someone and saying, man, I just struggled this morning. I was off and I want to get back on. For me, that looks like maybe recentering myself on those habits later in the day. Sometimes it can be around lunchtime and just saying, I know I'm not doing these at 5 a.m. like I would, I, like I wish I did, but I'm going to do them now. For me, it looks like showing myself grace sometimes and saying, man, like I've got to get to bed earlier. 
the reason why I struggled this morning is because I went up to bed too late last night. Or sometimes it's like, man, I was having a really good time with people that I absolutely love and haven't seen in a long time. And I stayed up later than normal. And that's okay. Cause that's a priority for me too. Don't beat yourself over the head with this. This is called to make you more effective, more healthy, and more able to serve people. And if it actually starts contradicting those priorities, you've lost, right? You haven't actually won. So don't make this something that's an obligation, make it an opportunity. Bring a level of joy and excitement to this that you get to set the tone for your day, which then sets the tone for your month and your year because you never have to recover from a strong start. I hope this was helpful. This was fun for me to chat with you about today. Um, Know that we are so grateful for you. And so many of you have shared with us how this podcast has impacted you in the reviews of these episodes. And I would just ask you, um, if you haven't done that, we'd be super grateful if you would, especially if you're on the Apple podcast, please rate it and review it. And also, if you think about it, share this with a friend that you think would find value in this. And that's also a great way to find someone that would hold you accountable to your morning routine is say, hey, like I want to. I want to start doing 15 burpees every morning. And the final thing I'll say before we go is that we've actually just launched a new email rhythm called Worth It Wednesday. And the thought process behind that is most emails aren't worth it. They're not worth the time and worth the energy. But every Wednesday, our team said, we want to send an email that's actually worth being in your inbox. And so what we're going to do is we're going to send a principle worth learning a question worth answering, maybe in your journaling time, and a recommendation worth taking. Sometimes those are books and podcasts. Maybe we'll send some movie recommendations. Maybe we'll even send some salsa and ice cream recommendations as well. I've had such a blast writing these. And um, if you want to sign up, the link to that is in the show notes as well. Y'all, I'm so grateful for you. Remember, we're rooting for you. We want to see you win. Remember, my strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength for service. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.